Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on wearecavan.com. I say good morning, but the rain is absolutely torrential outside and it's going to continue all day. So anybody um, getting ready for games this evening, it's Friday morning here. Um, make sure you bring your umbrella and your raincoat and your all your wet proof gear because our waterproof gear you're going to need it today um, on today's show we're going to be looking ahead to a very busy weekend um, in the ladies football and camogie we have um, I'll be chatting with Aideen Coyle uh, the PRO of the ladies board as we look ahead to the junior and intermediate championship finals which take place on Saturday and um, then I also caught up with Aideen who's captain of the Lara Camogues as they take on Crushalaw um, and I caught up with Aaron Galligan to preview that. That game is on Sunday evening in Kingsbury Breffney and we will have full live commentary here on We Are Cavan of the Senior Camogie Final. We're also going to be looking ahead to this weekend's Hotel Kilmer Intermediate Championship um, games and looking back over last weekend's games in that and we have a few talking points. Maybe we'll start with the talking points, Paul, because um, they're, always, they're always a hit on Instagram. Um, yeah, well, uh, I'm glad people now know it's a GA podcast and not the weather that they tune into. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, listen, it's 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 all services to all people. <laughs> <laughs> Talking points, new junior predictions. Well, yeah, well, we have that done. So if you want to uh, check out the junior predictions, head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin. Pick up the diehards. Um, podcast there we we done the predictions for the junior last week we done an hour-long podcast on the junior championship so if you're into the junior championship in calvin you got to get over there it's only five dollars a month rumors of banty's ticket for the monaghan job that's actually yeah interesting enough and and i think i think that was that one finished with uh keep keep them down keep those boys down yeah. <laughs> let let them at it i heard rumors that um peter donnelly's on the ticket with 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 banty and I heard the name of a coach as well. It's just eluded me a wee bit, but he seems to be pulling out big names to 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 bolster his chance. Um, so don't be surprised. But friend of the show here, Banty gets uh, gets the Monaghan job for the second time. Yeah, I'd like to see it. I'd like so to would see I. It. He always adds a bit of colour to the to the championship, and he's great. Obviously, from a media point of view, he's a pleasure to deal with as well. Yeah, and his passion for it. Ah, I, yeah, that's I, what you want. You know, some of this old sanitized shite. Like he's, that's he, it. he comes out and he says it. And I, I like that. I respect him for that. I have to say, I think he's good old crack, and and I think his passion will 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 reflect onto the team as well in Monaghan, which which will be interesting to watch as well. So next talking point, then contesting their loss last week, saying a point went over that was given wide. Yeah, that's been the talk of the county in the last couple of days. It has. I've received text messages asking are the junior games going to be called off this weekend and 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 such. But um, I don't think it's it's going to happen by the sounds of it. You've breaking news on that one. Breaking news, yeah. Breaking news is that then have withdrawn their appeal. Yeah. Um, now that's what my sources tell me, Damon. Um, basically, as far as I can gather, then 
and I haven't dug into this very much because I'm off work, but then uh, contested the result of the quarter-final against Red Hills, which they lost by one point because they said that a, a point, which I believe was early in the second half, was signalled as... Or sorry, yeah, it was signalled as a point, but it was actually wide for Red Hills. Oh, right. I think okay. that's what it was. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Yeah, it was. So they contested it based on that. Personally speaking, I'm no rules expert. I don't know if that was going to hold water. Um, but I think then then believed that the, that they could have won the appeal, but they opted not to. So, yeah. you know, from, from a neutral point of view, I suppose it's good that the championship's not going to be held up. But, um, so it's fair play to them, they, they, they haven't dug their heels in on it. But yeah. by all accounts, Red Hills were, were not going to offer a replay. That's their prerogative as well. I wouldn't criticise anyone for that either. It's, it's funny because... you're moving on. Like you're in a different place a week later than you were. That's it. We, we were discussing it and when I got the text message, I said, look, at it, to be honest, my opinion is that you can't use video evidence to overturn a result. Um, now, I, 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 I was basing that on my opinion that it, it wasn't used to overturn the Rammer Gales result, but you're informing me that, that I'm wrong. No, well, I don't know if you're wrong, but I know vi- video evidence was basically what Rammer based their case on um, for their league match. So anyone that can't remember that, basically they played a league match at the start of the year and the referee had the game as a draw. I happened to cover the game and by my count, Rammer won the game. So And Rammer themselves, it was, it was a... It was a bizarre one after the game, but Rammer appealed it, and they won the appeal as far as I know in Cavan, but Cavan Gales uh, counter-appealed or whatever to Ulster, and it was thrown back to Cavan, and I think it went back to Ulster, and there was all sorts of technicalities flying around. Um, so I maybe it was some sort of a technicality based on, based on uh, the Cavan Gales Appeal was thrown out in the end up the, the counter appeal or whatever it worked. It's so complicated and convoluted, but I'm not sure. But I was of the same opinion of you as you about video evidence, and it, it was slightly different in that the officials did make the call. Maybe there's a clause there or whatever. The officials ruled on it and ruled that those points were over the bar in that yeah. game. Whereas, do you know the way you can't you can't. Um, do someone on video evidence if the referee's already dealt with an incident. So if I was to hit you and I got a yellow card, I can't, that can't be upgraded to a yeah. red based on video yeah, evidence. Yeah. But if I hadn't, but if it had the ref hadn't dealt with it, it could, you could be suspended after you. the after the fact. So maybe there's something to do with that there. Whereas mm-hmm. this one here w- was different in that it was a wide ball. Then again, the, the umpires signalled a wide, so you could say the officials acted and the referee obviously took the um, what the umpire said. I'm not sure on it, but either way, it's it's not gonna. It's not going to turn into a long, messy saga, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Uh, On the Rammer one, to bring people back to it, though, Rammer have been awarded those points on the table, Mm. of the league table, so... Yeah, it was a funny one. It sort of just crept up. I was surprised Rammer pushed it as hard as it did um, because it it was a first-round league match. And as it turned out, they ended up playing the Gales in the semi-final of the league and beat them. Yeah. And uh, then went on and lost the final well to Castle Rahan, so... Um, okay, more talking points, Damien. That's that one covered. Go for it. People are getting at me, are they? Should Damien drop down to reserve division in predictions? I thought this is a classic <laughs> comment. <laughs> I can't argue with that comment. <laughs> I think I think actually it's it's uh, it's it's reserve division three. I'm going towards at the minute because although I have made up one point on last week. Look at 
you're taking a hammerings every week. Yeah, but I beat you. I beat you last week. So ah, no, yeah, well, like, I, I don't deserve to be relegated on that just yet. If you're taking a hammering every week, it's, it's not good for you. <laughs> I'm just using your own logic here that you were saying about the other clubs. It's not good. You need to find your own level, get your confidence back. Yeah. Maybe go down and start predicting against someone that, that doesn't, doesn't doesn't live in Cavan or speak or I've never been. To <laughs> <laughs> I beat you last week so far, anyway. So we have to do the intermediate ones, which which we will do later on in the show. So this moment in time. I'm six up. You're six up, okay. yeah. And we've intermediate predictions to come, so I'm not looking forward to these ones. Then appeal, cover eyes emoji, missed point, cover that. <clears throat> what game are you covering live Saturday? Uh, don't think it's going to happen this again. No, we're not able to get any any game covered because all of the senior ones are at the same time. Um, from qualifying law and being a possibility. Exactly. We will, we will be covering a lot then from, from then on, but unfortunately this weekend we won't get covering a game live. Who wins senior? King scored overpriced. Yeah, that's that, that. Well, do you know what? That's one that we'll we'll actually we're going to be tackling on the Diehards podcast later on today because um, we'll be doing our senior predictions for the weekend ahead, and we'll also look at um, next week. We will look at the tables and see exactly how our predictions for the top eight teams and the seniors have turned out. Um, but yeah, it, I was just saying this on on Northern Sound yesterday that it it's not beyond the realms of possibility that all quarter finalists could beat the other opponent within it like let's say Lavi finish eight and they get Castle Rahan in a quarter final it's not beyond the realm of possibility that they beat them oh no true with them in the championship last year and this year yeah like and and the beautiful thing about that is that it, it it's going to make such an interesting last three games you know as in the last three rounds the quarterfinal semi-final final because on their day anyone can beat anybody so um, I, I, I think the senior championship has become brilliant now when it and I mean this is no obviously no disrespect but when the Gales aren't dominating it when one team isn't completely controlling it it, it becomes such a spectacle you know it's brilliant yeah no it's, it is it's wide open um, this particular commenter is talking about Kingscourt yeah are they overpriced I don't think Kingscourt are going to win the championship, but I think they're going to take a scalp because, as as you were saying to me off air, and it's a very good point, they're playing at at the at their peak of their powers at the minute. Mm, so well they might I think, yeah. I think they are like as well. I agree with that. I think they're they're playing very well to to the level that they can play at. Like they're they're limited in the sense that they, they have a lot of new young lads coming into the team there. But the, most lads on that team are playing well, and you can't say that about every team in it. Yeah. That they're all playing well, so that I mean that counts for a lot. They're all in form. Um, the last comment is a head scratcher. Who's more disappointed? Reds are out. Sexton or Reds? It sounds like a cryptic crossword clue. I don't know what that means. What Sexton? Who are we talking about? I have no idea. I have yeah, no I idea. We'll leave that one hang out there. Yeah. Who's winning? Kingscourt versus Shercock. Yeah. Again, we're doing the predictions over on the diehards. So okay. we'll, we'll how do you how do you, you, you get on the patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin and for five dollars a month you get this month gone by you've had a minimum of ten podcasts additional. That's literally working out at fifty cent US dollars currency a podcast. Sure it's great value. Where could you get it? Okay, and uh the last one was okay, yeah. League form out the window for championship. Kingscourt lacking, Arva Drumlane, Munchies, Rehills. I presume he means Red Hills. I know the Rehills. <laughs> the Rehills from the Rehills form, well. form in championship has gone way <laughs> up in comparison to the form in the league. Like so, <laughs> yeah, it's a good but point. It's a brilliant point because I was making 
or somebody sorry made this point to me division two playoff for promotion or sorry playoff for the final was it was Ballyhays against Bailiabur and the relegated teams or relegation playoff and anyway, Drumlane Arva uh, Ballyhays Bailiabur are out of the intermediate championship Arva Drumlane are in the quarter finals so from one end of division two to the other it, it it just shows league form is out the window in championship. Ah, oh, completely, completely. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a brilliant point, well made. And who made that point anyway? Now we'll we'll we'll, we'll not, come back and sure credit them later on. But we like that point. Very very educated uh, point on Instagram. Okay, so we're going to take a look ahead to the weekend's actions in ladies football. Um, Starting off at 1 o'clock in Kingspan Breffney on Saturday, it's the Fresh Today Junior Championship final between Shercock and Mount Nugent Muncher Connacht. Again, the ladies be joined by Aideen Coyle, the PRO with Cavan Ladies County Board. Um, looking ahead to this this uh, final, the junior one, two top teams from a five-team group basically yeah. making it. Who are the other teams involved? Um, so there was Killigary's B team, uh, Larkin's B team and Cavan Gales along with Shercock and Mount Nugent, Munch Connacht. Okay, and how did it progress then into, was it a semi-final or...? Um, so what happened was each team played each other and the top two teams went on to the, straight into the championship final um, and other teams then faced off for the Junior B uh, okay. championship, which is ongoing at the minute. And Mount uh, Nugent, Munch Connacht, third year in a row in the, in the Fresh Today Junior final, they're, they're looking to make a third time lucky. Yeah. But yeah. Shercock making their first appearance. Yeah, so Shercock's in their first ever championship final. Um, I'm not sure when the club was existed. Uh, not so many years ago. Um, they started off with an under-14 team and worked themselves up today. So I suppose it's a great occasion to see Shercock um, in a championship final um, in Breffney Park. It's a massive occasion for them. And as you said, Mount Nugent Munch Connacht will be hoping to make it third time lucky there. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen any of the junior championship games to date? Or um, no, I actually um, haven't gotten round to them. I've seen Mount Nugent Munch Connacht uh, a few times in the league, and uh, very impressed with them. Um, haven't seen Shercock in years, but uh, I know from playing them with St Fimbers, there was always a great rivalry there. They did a brilliant underage team. Um, that was an under fourteen championship, which I'm still sore about. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, no, they they kept that young group of girls going together. So if they're anything like they were years ago, they'll they'll be hard a hard team bet um, should be a good final I yeah. suppose in the, the minute Muncher Connacht side Ashton Gilson would be the player that everybody would be watching who else should be watched out for who's the um, yeah so Ashton Gilson is obviously the standout name um, they have the captain Sarah Gilson um, and then Emma McCabe as well is, is in fine form right. for them as well yeah, they'll be looking for that experience to, to really drive them over the line so that shows in at 1 o'clock in Kingspan Breffney on Saturday the 31st of August, Saturday coming. Yeah. Um, moving on then to the Cairn and Service Station Intermediate final, Bailiabur against Gauna. It's at 3 o'clock in Kingspan, Breffney. Um, 13 teams started in this intermediate. It's been whittled down. Break, break us through how exactly it worked out as a championship. What was the format? Um, so there was four groups. Um, in group one was Biltorbet, Bailiabur, Drumlane and Ballyhays. Uh, group two had Knockbride, Ballymacue and Casarat and Dane. Uh, group C then was Gownis and Killians and Rumgoon and in Group D was Lavi, Kingscourt and Cornafin. Uh, so from that, the top two from each group progressed to the quarterfinals, um, which was Bailabor versus Ballymacue. Um, Drumlane played Castle Rat and Den. Um, Gowna played Kingscourt and St Killians played Lavi. Um, I suppose the the closest of the quarterfinals to note was 
Baylor um, against Bally McHugh. Um, I suppose Baylor girls are kind of counting themselves lucky that they got through that one um, okay. with the results. Um, it was 1-9 to 1-8 at full time. And um, yeah, yeah, Bally McHugh really, really did ask questions of Baylor but um, they just, I suppose, showed their experience to get them over themselves over the line on the day and um, are for the better of it after that. Again, beating finalists last year, Baylor it it very much seems to be a repeating trend in ladies football yeah. that, that last year's beating finalists will... will will generally get the go again the following year. Um but they'll be Bailiabur will be relying on or looking for Andy O'Reilly to to really lead them. Yeah, so um Andrea O'Reilly was on, on fine form again last week in the semi final against Lavi. Um, she scored thirteen points in a day and wow. notably never missed a free all day. She was she was brilliant from a dead ball. Um Rebecca O'Reilly obviously at, at midfield again is another notable name and as is um Tina O'Reilly um, who actually transferred from Knockbride this year has um, really, really excelled and made that Baylor team a bit stronger. She scored 1-4 for herself then against Lavi last weekend. So, um, yeah, they have some absolutely brilliant players going forward and the experience of Mary Bishop in the back line who's, who's still playing some brilliant football for them. Um, they were definitely a well-organised, um, well-drilled team. Conor Gilson and, has, and, and team has them in brilliant shape. So, mm. they'll be tough bet now on the day. Yeah, good progress just as you're mentioning Lavi winning last year's junior to make the semi-final this year yeah. but it's, it, it's good to see them making progress on the other side then obviously Gauna their quarter-final was against who? Kingscourt Kingscourt and how do they you know have they would they have been one of the favourites going into it? Um, I suppose Gauna is always a team that's there or thereabouts they've just they've always been knocking on the door um, since they, they lost the 2016 final um, and I've always I suppose got to semi-finals and I've been lucky in semi-finals um, did a great victory over Kingscourt um, and deservingly we had a one point victory over Drumlane last week um, went seven points down ten minutes into the second half and um, just showed brilliant work rate and resilience to get themselves back they're, they're quite a young team with with still the experience of Neve Halson and Laura Pearson and Kira Bannon and, and more names that um, to mention as well but um, yeah they've really got the mi- good mixture of youth and experience so um, will prove difficult for Baylor now on Saturday yeah, if if you were to to have to put fifty euro on it, who who do you reckon could win the two finals? Who, whose favourites going into them? Um, uh, it, it while it's difficult to call your your heart would go with Mount Nugent Munchaconnacht. I suppose you'd you'd like to see them being there three years in a row. Yeah. It'd be nice to see them win it and and progress after. I suppose winning the division four league as well. It'd be nice to see them uh, get their championship. Um, the intermediates, I suppose. Um, Baylor have been there, done that last year. Um. It's a matter of will the occasion of getting to Kingspan Breffney. Um the final was in Killing Killing last year. Um, right, yeah. will the occasion of Breffney Park get to them? Um I think I'd be I'd be putting my money on Baylor if I had to, but um going with Neve Halton and Emma Halton as well. Um young girl was outstanding the last day. Um it is definitely a game to watch. Yeah, I know uh, Connor uh, Gilson and Gilly had Mickey Brennan up with the Baileyborough ladies taking a session there last week. He was very impressed with how Baileyborough are preparing. He thinks that they're, they're they're firing on all cylinders, and he said that their ball handling was just yeah. exceptional. So it'll be a, a really really good entertaining final. That's as I said Saturday afternoon in Kingspan Breffney at three p.m. That's the intermediate followed or following the junior final at one. Briefly before I let you go, Aideen an upset or maybe a pair of upsets in the senior semi-finals Lorgan or Lacken won't be in the final this year yeah um, I suppose yeah two two big upsets um, 
for Cavan Ladies football, it's great to see the new teams like Crushlaw and Mullahorn uh, coming back there. I suppose Crushlaw will be um, still disappointed with the way they performed in the final last year, as will Mullahorn two years ago. Um, I suppose at the start of the year, no one would have picked that as the final. Um, mm. But both teams have deservedly topped their group and um, have both got been unbeaten in their paths to the final. So, no, you can't take it away from them that they definitely both teams deserved. Um, to get there, two brilliant semi-finals, um, and definitely looking forward to another brilliant semi-final or yeah. no, final. Brilliant final should be, yeah, and we'll we'll do a preview of that on on next week's show because the final I I think is this Saturday. Yeah, after so it's again. Saturday the seventh at four p.m. in Kingsman Brefney. At four p.m. in Kingsman Brefney. Well, we will do a preview in the build up to that final. But Aileen, thanks very much for coming in and chatting to us on the We Are Cavan podcast. Thank you. Yeah, so just to double down, that's the uh, intermediate final between Bailiabur and Gownates at 3 o'clock in Kingspan Brefney. And before that, at 1 o'clock, the junior final between Munchaconnet and Nugent and uh, Shercock. So head on into Kingspan Brefney for those finals tomorrow. And next week, we'll be bringing you a preview of the senior final where we've got a novel pairing of Mullahorn and Crushala. Brady's Arva Limited. Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Uh, speaking of Crushala, they're in the Camogie final and that's the game we're covering live here on We Are Cavan this weekend. Coverage starts at... Uh, 10 to 6 on Sunday evening. So after you finish watching the All-Ireland Football Final, tune into We Are Cavan. You'll get the coverage of Crushala against Lara in the Senior Camogie Final. Uh, but in preparation for this, I caught up with the Crushala captain, Aaron Galligan. So joined by Aaron Galligan ahead of another uh, Camogie County Final this Sunday evening, Kingspan Breffney taking on Lara. Um, you've met a couple of times this year, you've had the better of them. Is is it going to be a, a one-sided affair, would you reckon? Uh, definitely not, no. I'd never look at any team that we go out as a, one t- a one-sided affair. Um, we know that Lara can put it up to us on any given day, has the potential to beat us, so we have great respect for them in that regard. They proved that in the county final last year in the first game in Drummolee. Um, they could have taken us that day. We got the draw, and thankfully we came out the winning way in the second game. But we know that we have to play at max performance and work hard for the Sixty minutes and don't don't let complacency set in to get over Lara. So um, no no way Sunday's going to be a battle like all the rest of them. It's been a, an interesting championship. Just the, the format, two groups, and then kind of a, a semi final for you with a backdoor option, which which Lara took full advantage of. But there's lots of camogie going on. 
Yeah, there is. There was lots of games there, um, which is which is great in one way. Like girls are getting to go out and play like different teams and progress their skill level, and I suppose it allows players to bring on subs and fiddle with their team a bit when there are these different different games. But I suppose when it's coming down to championship, you you know you have your championship game face on, and you want to be putting out your like strongest team. So coming to the latter end, your your always like biting at the bit really to get over the line and no team wants to lose like even if you do have a back door like you're gunning for it because it's championship time and you want to keep momentum going and you want to keep girls biting at the bit so you don't want to lose that game because you know get that winning mentality instilled in girls and so I suppose you go out to win even though there is the back door opportunities. Do you find now going for four in a row and, and maybe looking for back to back hopefully Ulster titles it, does has the has the effort dropped off in any way or or is there more hunger to develop even further no, I I wouldn't think that um the hunger or anything like that has uh, has dropped off or the effort like the Krishlaw girls are mighty and that comes that comes from nearly within the girls like they are really driven to progress and improve on themselves. We got fresh management in this year as well, which meant that the girls needed to step up and train just as hard, if not harder, than they had previous years to prove a point. There's competition there for places, so girls need to be at their at their peak for all games or they know that somebody's going to be stepping on their toes taking their place um, anytime championship comes um, it's got a different feel to league um, I think people um, they, you play for championship and I think that when you're when you're training at a championship pace then there's no there's no going back from that and I think uh, once you get into that mindset then championship comes with the drive and it come, everything else like you rallying behind everything for championship and to try and play your best both individually and then come together as a team so the hunger and drive to keep progressing is there Yeah, looking into Sunday the fact this in Kingspan Brefty does that add a, a bit to the occasion? Yeah, of course it's lovely. Like in you know, I might be a long time playing, might have played in Breffney a couple of times, but without doubt Breffney is the place you want to play on. Like it's your home ground, it's your county ground. You know, for years there you'd be looking at when you were younger, looking out and players like running out onto Breffney and the crowd and that, like that feeling you can't replace, you know. You know, when you you're so into sport, it's that running out on a big day like that when you know your clubs around you, your neighbours or your parents or your supports there and all watching on with anticipation to see how it's going to go that feeling is amazing and Breffney was closed last year so we hadn't got access to it but I do personally think that um, Breffney does add, uh, add a degree of more excitement to it but I actually had this conversation before with one of the girls and one of them said no that Breffney doesn't really like it doesn't matter to her whether she played in Breffney but me personally I suppose looking on I do think you want to be on the main county grounds you know it's a big field it's got the, it's got the, the dressing rooms like it's got all the whole anticipation of what you want to do in a county final and being in Breffley makes it yeah, yeah so no doubt you're, you're looking you're looking forward to it the Crush Law Club at the minute 
on on the crest of a wave. Obviously, the ladies making the county final is is mm. it difficult for those girls to manage? I know that you're not doubling up, but they are. Is it difficult for them at the minute? Um, it's managed very well. I I'll say that like both both codes um they speak between each other. They manage trainings well. Um, and it's left to girls individually. Everyone knows their own body, and it can't can't be just classed as dual players. Some dual players will be fine to train back to back. Both nights won't have problems with limbs and that and other dual players won't it's left to players preference if they need to stand out of training then management and both the team on both sides understand that 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 player needs to step out so I think that's the most important thing is that it's left to a player's discretion themselves they know their own body and they're going to make up make up their own mind on what they're going to be able to do to make sure that they're going to be able to peak on the day for whatever code that is going to be yeah, we're looking, we're looking forward. It should be a really good final and very best of luck in it. Thank you. And after talking to Aaron, we decided we'd keep Aideen Coyle in studio for another wee bit and get her um, look or point of view on the Camogie final. She's the Lara captain. So ahead of this weekend's Senior Camogie Championship Final between Crushalaw and Lara. It's in Kingspan Breffney on Sunday evening um, at 6 o'clock. That's the 1st of September. We'll have a full live commentary on We Are Cavan with Mickey Brennan. Uh, but I'm delighted to be joined in studio by the Lara captain, Aideen Coyle. Aideen, thanks a million for coming in. Uh, another final against Crushalaw. League final this year. You you fell short by seven points. You were telling me, and last year to beat you after a replay in the final, you'd be looking to maybe invoke the law of averages. Um yeah, so um the league finally actually bet us um by a bigger score than that. Okay. But um yeah, no, look, we're we're confident going into the game on Sunday. We know um what we have to do now, um and it's just a matter of going and doing it. But preparations are going really well, so um yeah, we'll be looking to get going on. Sunday in Breffney Park. Yeah, for a lot of people that maybe aren't aren't that overly familiar, myself being included, I have to admit, unfortunately, um, there is a lot of camogie in the year for you. The league is already over and done with. The the championship had two groups of three teams, which was two games, and then it kind of goes into a a backdoor round robin yeah. system. So, um, you you top group B, yeah, beaten who was in that group? Um, Casatar and Lacken. Okay, and then. Where it gets complicated is then because Crushlaw and then were first and second in the other group, yeah. you played then, um, or sorry, you played Crushlaw, was it? Um, no, so we played then, um, and Crushlaw played Lacken, who were second on our side, um, and then the two winners of them games faced each other, so we played Crushlaw uh, two weeks ago, um, while then played Lacken. Um, Crushlaw won that game so went straight to the final and we ended up playing then then again last Sunday right. in a semi-final and uh, won that game quite well and we were very very happy with our performance on the day so okay. uh, looking to build on that come Sunday So essentially this will be your fifth championship game this Sunday yes. in, in the Camogie so it it, it is a, a quite a busy season you'll have had uh, five league games plus your semi-final and final like there's 13, 14 games there so it's there's a lot of camogie to be played Yeah, there's quite a lot of camogie and I, I suppose the one downside of it is that it's it's all kind of played when, within two, three weeks we've had quite a busy busy schedule now the last few weeks um, we've probably played four championship games within two, three weeks on, on top of our dual players also playing football so I think that's uh, something definitely to look at going forward that mm-hmm. um, these girls aren't getting um, all them games put together I suppose uh, 
to notice that one of our girls is actually playing an intermediate football final also on, on Saturday. So um, fair play to, to Tina for doing that. Um, but I think the the scheduling of things, um, while there's a lot of games, could be spread out a bit more just to prevent that. Yeah, it, does, it, it sounds very, very congested, all right. Um, last year, the... The first day in the championship final, you ran Crushlaw close. It was a, a real opportunity. Yeah. Is is that what you're going to focus back on again in Lara? Uh, yeah, definitely. I think um, we felt we we could have and probably should have had it on the day, but um, there's many positives. And again, when we played them two weeks ago, we we took many positives. So we're just going to focus on our game and and what we do well, and we do loads well all across the field. So um, it's just a matter of focusing on them points and and working to our positives on the day and. We know on any given day that we're good enough to beat them, so um, we're hoping Sunday is the day where we finally get over that final hurdle. Who are the players that, that people should go in and watch out for from the Lara side? Um, oh, I suppose anyone that knows us knows that we we just have a, a brilliant 15, 20 players. We we have a great panel of girls who are constantly pushing each other on to to name one or two players. It just it'd be it'd be really difficult. Um, I suppose our whole team we've mm. quite a young team. Um, we've probably the oldest is twenty five, twenty six. So. Uh, we've a lot of under 16s and um, minors um, and on any given day we have 15 out- outstanding players and the girls coming off the bench does, does their job as well so right. uh, we're lucky in that sense it's um look looking out I was actually at a football match out in in Stradone there maybe two three weeks ago and there must have been camogie training on after or if there wasn't there was five six girls just out at half time and they were pucking away but you know, how long have you been playing camogie how 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 has it all started in in lara um yes yeah, so i've been playing pro- camogie probably since it was five or six it was just in my family so um we've had that core group of us that have been playing since we were five six years old you start with the indoor and you've the primary school and you've under 14 there's loads of camogie there and um, we're, we're very lucky in lara that the underage is going very well um, with primary school teams winning and getting the finals every year the under 14s and under 16s are all is very competitive uh, the minors won the division one last year so um, it's all building up to, to senior teams so it's great right. and you were telling me the manager comes up from Westmead um, Jim Bob Baker yeah, how's how he's getting on? Is this his first year? Um, no, so this is Jim Bob's second year with us, and um, yeah, no, we're we're very very lucky. We've a brilliant manager and Jim Bob, um, and also Trina Keenahan there as well, um, who has who's loads of links. Um, her uh, three daughters are actually on the team as well. So, um, Jim Bob and Trina are just brilliant. They've never left any stone unturned. Um, to fight for us till there's till there's no end. Um, on and off the field. So, um, it's just great to have the two of them with us. They're brilliant. Yeah. Okay, well, look at the very best of luck on on Sunday. And again, folks listening in to uh, if you get onto the social media for We Are Cavan, you get the link there, or just head on over to mixlr.com forward slash We Are Cavan. You'll get the commentary from the senior Camogie final. So that's Aileen Coyle ahead of the Camogie final Sunday evening, Kingspan Breffney. Don't forget live coverage here on wearecavan.com, 6 p.m. Um, now we're going to be looking, concentrating on the Hotel Kilmore Intermediate Championship. Uh, we're going to look back over last weekend and see how well or how bad I done. So this probably puts me into relegation territory if I if I don't beat you on the intermediate. I think, in fairness. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. The the the, the games were Drumlane against Ballymacue. I'm right in saying this, am I? It is Drumlane Ballymacue. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, we both went for Drumlane on this one. Yeah, that was the game where that man Dara Dolan, he only gets hat tricks. I fella. Yeah, yeah hat trick yeah. or nothing. 
Yeah. You got three one, three five from play the first day. Nothing, nothing. Three uh, one from play. So quarter final, he's not due to score. Semi final, hat trick in the final. final yeah. Sweet. That that that's a good return. Yeah. yeah. And and I'd say if he gets a hat trick in the county final, drum lane will win it. Yeah. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd be right put there. money on that one. Um, but a good a good result. Fair play to him. That's a. That's a, you know, he's a very he's a very good player. Ah, um, I I was really impressed with him last year in the in the junior championship. I thought he was. I thought, I thought they wouldn't have actually won the junior championship without uh, Young Dolan because he added something extra there. Like even though they were, they had a lot of quality, Ryan Connolly's playing very well too. Like he he's top the top scorer in the county at the minute. Yeah, magnificent free taker. Mm. Like literally, he's he's, he's, a, he's a ninety percent ninety five percent free taker, which is. Brilliant. So that's a point to piece. But I mean, he's a good player from play at who though. Oh yeah, yeah, no, but uh, it's it's it his superpower is yeah. is uh, is his free take. I I always had, thought he was a half forward. I think that's where Calvin went wrong. Played him inside. Played him inside a lot. And yeah. it's not his best position. His best position is that from watching him coming up with St. Pats, he was always on the forty. That was always his best position in my opinion. Well he could pass ball both left foot, right foot, and then get up and support it as well, you know. So it's yeah, it, it, look, at, I I definitely think you have to look at him. You have to look at him for next yeah. year. Whether he's willing to go in or not, that's that's the question. But he's definitely one that's putting his hand up anyway. Uh, well, look, any, any fella, like, and with respect to Ryan Conley and everyone else, any fella who, who classed themselves as a serious footballer, like senior intercounty football is where you want to be. There's no point classing yourself as a serious operator and then saying, oh, well, but I'm playing club football. Like, <sighs> Well, that's it. That's you it. can be a very, very good club player, but the the best players are currently players, and yeah. and that's where you test yourself. Well, that's it. And and you know what? You you can sit in bar stools in twenty years' time and talk about being ah, geez, well, I was good for me club, but nobody's really going to care. Now, and I mean that with the utmost respect. You know, people people love county footballers. They 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 essentially idolise them. Like I I see it there in in Mullerhorn still, Damien O'Reilly. Walks into a room and 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 everybody turns attention. Even if you know Killian the Gunner is in the room, you know that's he he's an ex county player who achieved something, who won an Ulster title. That's something that that you never get at club level, you know. Yeah. So if you want that kind of aura, you've got to put on the the blue and you've got to be successful at it too. Yeah, well, we're seeing a lot of fellas really shining in the club championship. So, like, I imagine I made this point last year, people. We were drawing parallels between Cav and '95 when Martin McHugh came in. Mm. That was twenty. Let's just say that's twenty nineteen. Mickey Graham is in first championship. Got to an Ulster final in '95. Um, kept growing it in '96. I could have got to an Ulster final in '96, but had done the twenty one success. '97 won it. Um, but the, the, the amazing thing is, I don't remember the figure off the top of my head. But there was only a half a team of new That's players right. came in by '97. Yeah. People forget that yeah. there was a lot of players, and I think we're going to see a lot of fellas that have been there with the cabin panel for a while. They're going to be moved on, or they're going to move on themselves in the next year or so. Yeah, and I, I think I think the breakthrough will come um, for Cavan. I do. I think I think at this time, but there's there's places there for grabs. You, you think back to '97. Raymond Cunningham was. He was unmapped. He wasn't hard to hell of. He was a starting player on us, the winning team. Yeah, you know, there's there's places there for fellas out there coming from junior clubs or intermediate clubs, even. That's it. Who can who can do that? I'm going to predict a prediction. You're going to predict that James Smith scores a winning goal in us the final. 
<laughs> in 2021 this podcast is reaching new lows so when you're actually predicting <laughs> predictions <laughs> we'll move on quickly um, <clears throat> sorry second game excuse me folks uh, a second game was Beltorbid against Rammer Friday evening you went for I went for a draw you went for the draw I went for Beltorbid so I get that one that was a big call by me I have to say pat on the back for me even though it didn't come true. It was a one point game and, and they didn't come true. I was in the pub that night in Virginia and some of the Virginia lads were saying They were patting you on the back, were they? Yeah, oh yeah, they're buying me drink. <laughs> <laughs> um again though it was it was uh, uh, was it I think a late rally by Bill Torbett. To yeah, guess I'm not sure. I no, I think possibly Rammer might have Finished the stronger. All oh, right, okay. Came from a couple of points there and got back to within one. I think that's the way I went. Right. If Killian Maguire came on, yes, they did, because Killian Maguire came on and got a penalty near the end, which cut the gap. But right. again, um, but Torbett, clean sweep, four from four. Uh, great stuff out of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on to the third game, Friday night, Butler's Bridge against Arva. You went for? Arva. I went for Arva. Our survey said? We're both we're both correct in that one, so it's three two. I'm leading on 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 this one. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving <laughs> it. Uh, Butler's Bridge Arva, very interesting game. I was down at this one, and um, first half it was it was nip and tuck, very close. <coughs> Excuse me, folks. The frogs are going crazy here. Um, but very very nip and tuck in the first half. A real good battle um, ensuing between James Morris and Quivian O'Reilly. Um, second half though Arva came out they didn't start with Kevin Boucher or um, or Peter Keneally and they came on at half time and to be honest the second half was completely owned really by Arva much the better team in the second half and the uh, the, the battle between Quivian O'Reilly and James Morris just got more and more intense all the time a lot of off the ball kind of stuff pushing and shoving nothing nothing that warrants uh a red card or anything like that, but lots of lots of niggle, you know. Um and it was it was very interesting. Queven had to come out the field to, to get on ball and that probably was the difference in Butler's Bridge. Previous games he'd stay inside. He'd he'd stay wait until they get possession and then he'd finish it for them. But he wasn't able to do it on, on Friday night against James Morris. He was just giving him a torrid time. But in that Paddy McPhillips stepped up and he's a he's a real dynamic wee player now. I've I remember seeing him at underage and playing county minor and thinking, you know, there was something about him, but he was playing out towards the middle of the field. He's playing on the inside line for Butler's Bridge and he's very good. Um he's worth watching a name a name yeah, for I the thought future. I, I've only see, saw him once against Rammer in the first round and I thought he was very good. Like he's he's very, technically very skillful. Yeah. <clears throat> very brave, direct with the ball. Um but on the Arvin, Kevin Boucher pulled off he scored two spectacular points. His his close control is second to none. Yeah. Head up all the time, finding targets. Conal Shorten hit his freeze, come up with a point at the end and, and the usual suspects. Danny Ellis scored a really good point outside of the right boot. And Arva looked looked like a team that has torn the corner. You were saying this and I, I hadn't really seen them. They've, they've definitely torn the corner into good performances, you know. Well, I saw them uh, down in Mullahorn against the Collins, and I was very impressed with them. Uh, even though that, that game was a draw, but it, they showed enough in that relegation playoff against Drumlane in the league, and then against okay, they lost to Killashandra. I think it was the first day, 
but I don't know where that result came from in hindsight. But they showed enough against the Collins that they weren't basically they hadn't folded the tent. You know, they, yeah. were, they were digging in there, and if with the quality that they have, if if they're all singing out the same hymn sheet, they're always going to go close to the intermediate. So, I yeah, they're I, I fancy them there. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get onto the predictions later on. Um, although we haven't, sorry, quarterfinal predictions. It's only round five, so. Um, Bally Hayes against Cuchulins. You went for Bally Hayes against Cuchulins. I went for Cuchulins. No, you went for Bally. I Hayes. did not, did I? You went for Bally Hayes. I went for the draw. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So I that was a big call. Much. Big call there. Yeah, I was very, very close. Now, I, I, well, I wasn't that very close. I think Bally Hayes were well bet here. But that was the Evan Doughty show. 13, 13 points, eight from play. That is serious scoring. And again, like we're talking about lads stepping up to the mark um, for Cavan. You could you could do worse than look at Doughty in there as well. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And and, and Brian McGee. and his teammate. Yeah, I heard he he absolutely lorded the middle of the field in yeah. that game. Both lads are really playing out of their skin. I didn't. I was going to go to that game, and I said I can't go to another Cullen's game because I was at the first three. Yeah, and. And I'm very impressed with both fellas in all yeah, the games. And, and the people around Virginia would start to say that you're supporting Coo Hollands if you went to four games, <laughs> and, and you couldn't have that because nobody would be patting you on the back and Mathis. <laughs> <laughs> so no wouldn't. Um, but patting yeah. the back is very close to kicking arse. Aye, that's it. What is it? Terry Hyland used to eight, say. eight inches between. <laughs> um, so the fourth game, sorry, fifth game is where I come a cropper. Yes. Bailey against Swan and Bar. What did you go for here? I went for Swad. Oh, you're mad in the head. <laughs> I don't know. I thought Garode being back, I thought, but they didn't start with Garode. Yeah. Then they had, uh, they brought him on, he ended up getting sent off, Chris Curran didn't play, everything that I needed to happen didn't happen, and and, and, and Michael argued was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. He, he scored two or three full forward points that were, Complete old school, beautiful full forward movement. Start on the square, make a run out to either left or right, gather the ball, torn hook over the shoulder with the right foot. And, and some of them, one of them was from an under the stand in Drummolly and uh, near near enough to the sideline. He's a massive kick of a he ball, has, yeah. you know, and, and accurate from distance. So he he looks like he's in very good form at the minute. And, and Swallenbar couldn't handle him at all. Mm, there, you, there you go. I was laughing at the Bailey Twitter account. They, they, were, they weren't happy at all. Actually, uh, so yeah. one of those tweets I wouldn't even read out because it's, it's potentially de- defamatory. But the, the other, another one said, um, uh, B. Jesus, Gerald McCarran had got a red card at last or something like that. Yeah. I was like, whoa, Jesus. The, uh, it was the good f- crack. The, funny, uh, the funniest comment of the weekend came at that game. Um, and in the... Garode wasn't on it, you know, five minutes maybe. And kind of in front of the stand, I didn't see an incident, but uh, a Bailey player ended up on the ground and Garode was the nearest player to him. But I definitely didn't see it, so I can't comment exactly what happened. And the ball was away from it, so I think very few people seen it. But it being the way it is, Bailey crowd got on to the linesman, who was Porrick Shorten, I think. Linesman anyway on the stand side and they were, they were getting at him, getting at him. You've you seen it, you've seen it. And he turned around and he said, I, I didn't see it. And somebody shouted back, you didn't have to see it, you heard it. <laughs> 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 I thought it was the greatest comment. 
<laughs> you didn't have to see it. You heard it. We just told you. <laughs> it was a brilliant one. Brilliant one. But yeah, that was comment of the weekend. Goes to whatever Baileyborough fan came up with that one. Yeah, very good. So we're back that you have levelled with me on the predictions. Still six ahead. Still six ahead, exactly. So Lara against Corner Fane, you went for? Lara. And I went for Lara too. So... Uh, that, that that came true for both of us I didn't hear much about this game Paul Smith sorry I did Paul Smith scored 12 points yeah. which has him up near the top top of the top scorers list um, 10 frees 2 from play playing very well uh, That that's the second time he's broken double figures in this championship which yeah. is very impressive Alara were much the better team I think I think Barry Doyle scored the last 3 points something like that to, to bring Cornfield a little bit closer but you know, I got a lot of guff from the corner fans when I ranked them low, <laughs> and then I got a text from from one corner fan man and on Saturday, and he was like, well, "We're going to get through now, so we're it." So there you go. And you're, I was like, "You're wrong." I was Paul. like, "Grant," and then he then he was texting me on Sunday, and it, I te- was texting him over and back, and I, genuinely, I I didn't realize the corner fan weren't true, and then I looked at the table, and I was like, "Hold on a minute, <laughs> are you are you actually texting me here about this?" <laughs> You didn't yeah. get through. I thought he was going. Should have been texting me. Texting me. But anyway, they were better than. I think I ranked them something like thirteenth. Yeah. So they're probably better than that. Yeah. They were better than that. They won two games. That's it. That's it. But um, yeah, the final game of the weekend, and we split this one. I went. Uh, sorry, it was Drumgoon against Kilishandra. Who did you go for? Drumgoon. Yeah, I went for Kilishandra. Ah, David. I know. I know. Oh, that's a, that's a massive success then. So you're back, back to seven. You're back up to seven. After the weekend, so I, I, I drew level with you on the, on the week. Have we gone through the senior? We have, yeah. We've gone through them all now. So okay. I beat you on the senior. We drew on the junior, and you beat me by one on the intermediate. So it's a draw this week. Um, very disappointing. But yeah, Drumgoon, massive performance, massive result. Like, as in, I, I thought it'd be close. I didn't think that... I didn't think that Kilishandra were going to be that well bet. Yeah. I, I, I thought Kilishandra were going to win it, obviously. They've lost their mojo altogether since the yeah. first round. Yeah. I don't know. Shane O'Reilly didn't play against Butler's Bridge, and I wonder, did he play last weekend against Drumgoon? Because you'd imagine he's, well, he's, he is a very good player, but that's that's the one player that's kind of standing out that it's missing for me. But mm. And sorry, Tomas O'Reilly or Thomas O'Reilly didn't, didn't play either. Um, oh, he'd be a big loss. So Huge loss. yeah, so I, I yeah, look at Drumgoon qualifying for a quarter final of a championship coming from Division Three. You know that that's a good good success story for them. And I don't want to be patronising, but I think that that is Kieran O'Malley and Co deserve massive credit. Well, I was talking to a Drumgoon man uh, a while back, and after they won the league, he was saying that he says if we can get to the quarter final of the championship now. After winning the league, that's a massive success this season. They're in the quarter final now, and they'll be looking to kick on further, obviously. But that that's a, that is a that is a great season because not many people would have predicted that because they didn't look that great coming into it. No, no, that's it. Now, that <coughs> excuse me, they had good form at the end of the league, as in they they won the league final and all, um, and then beating Lara in the first round of the championship. But they really needed to pull out a performance against Kilishandra and done so, and that that's impressive because sometimes. When momentum starts to turn against you, like it had done after the defeat of Bally Hayes and that, you'd have you'd have said, well, you know, it's going to completely fall away, and and it collapsed against Balanya. So, it's uh, it, it's very impressive that they turned it around to make the quarter final. It puts them into eighth position, um, on the table, 
which I don't think can be challenged. Even if Rammer were to hammer um, Balenya, it would knock Balenya out of the championship um, and bring Rammer up, put Drumgoon up into seventh. So they've they've definitely guaranteed their, their quarterfinal spot, um, which means that this weekend's fixtures, we'll, we'll go through the, the two games. Uh, one word, one word prediction on it, I presume. Balenya, Swanland Bar. Because it's it's a dead rubber. Ballymacue. Ballymacue. Yeah, I'm, I'm born, so I'm going <laughs> Ballymacue here as well. I'm 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 not back in Swanland Bar on this. Um, and then the second one, Rammer United against Ballynia. Ballynia have got to be winning that if they if they've got designs about about winning the championship. They have to be hitting form here, so uh, they were well on top against some in the last day. So I'll go with Ballynia, even though Rammer. Are going well too, but they lost. Shawnee Kogan was another player that was gone last week with the seniors. So, Balanya. Yeah, I'm going to go with Balanya. I can't see it another than because the worry for Balanya is a defeat here means they could potentially go out of the championship. So, they're not going to uh, they're not going to let that one slip. I'd imagine. Um, so, what that means is that then the quarterfinal pairings or the quarterfinalists, the top eight teams, are. Uh, Beltorbe top, Drumlane in second with six points, and that that's a big, big uh, statement by Drumlane. You know, considering the league hadn't gone their way, to, to finish second in the table on the intermediate championship is massive for them. Butler's Bridge, Lara, Arva, and Cuhullins all finish on five points with four games. Then you have Balanya currently on four points with three games. So you'd imagine they leapfrog all the, the the four teams above them into toward position. Um, <coughs> and then Drumgoon in eighth position on four points with four games played. So um, I'd say more than likely the quarterfinal pairings will be Drumgoon against Baltorbet, which will be a very, very interesting battle. Um, I know that, that, that they'll, they'll both fancy that one. So do well. Do well, yeah. That'd be a great um, one. I think it'll also put Drumlane. I, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining it'll put Drumlane score difference. Balanya, yeah, it'll put Drumlane against Cuhullins. Um Then Balanya will take on Arva and Butler's Bridge probably against Lara. So very interesting quarterfinals. I, I dare anyone to to predict the winner coming out of that because uh, it's it's going to be a tough one. So we'll we'll call them next week though. On the podcast. Um, so, folks, that's all we have time for on the McAvoy's Super Value GA podcast. But remember, there's loads more content, including the Senior Championship preview um, over on our Patreon uh, service. That's patreon.com forward slash we are Calvin, the Diehards podcast for all the information on last weekend's Junior Championship, the Junior Championship quarterfinal predictions, and, of course, the Senior Championship uh, last round predictions from myself and Paul. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Carvin, nice yeah. Was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time? And then the cave, and it's over the lap, and Cavan are not buried yet. Cavan doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Danny Leggett Farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah!